Matthew 9, verses 9 to 13. As Jesus went on from there, he saw a man named Matthew sitting at the tax collector's booth. Follow me, he told him. And Matthew got up and followed him. While Jesus was having dinner at Matthew's house, many tax collectors and sinners came and ate with him and his disciples. When the Pharisees saw this, they asked his disciples, Why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? On hearing this, Jesus said, It is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. But go and learn what this means. I desire mercy, not sacrifice. For I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners. Invitations are always a joy to receive, aren't they? Uh, we haven't had a great many of them lately because so many events have been cancelled or postponed or taken a different form. But uh, whether it's an invitation to a party or to a wedding or some other kind of celebration, maybe an invitation to participate in a special event, to travel, to see a special friend. Again, these things that we can't do at the moment. But you will remember invitations from previous years, and I'm sure there are many more that will be coming in the years ahead. I can think of many invitations which have had a huge impact on my life, and I'm sure that you can too. Just occasionally, they can be a little bit stressful. Maybe there's a clash of dates or some other complication about it. But often, invitations are exciting to receive. Uh, they, you open them up and you feel a real sense of delight and joy. And they lead to highly memorable and often life-changing experiences. So today, we are hearing about the invitation of Jesus to follow him. The biggest and most significant invitation of all. And yet we can often miss its full impact. It's so much more than saying yes or no. It's all about a whole new way of life. Trevor Hudson, in his book, The Invitations of Jesus, which is one of the texts that I've read in preparation for this series, he describes the invitation of Jesus as an extravagant, bold, and even provocative invitation of how we live in a multi-faith and multicultural and multinational world. And here is something very specific a particular and unique option when Jesus says, follow me. Why is following Jesus such a big deal? Well, there are several times when Jesus gives that invitation to different people to follow him in the gospel story. There was the call to Simon Peter and Andrew when they were fishing, and then to James and John, and later to Philip and Nathaniel. But we're looking today especially at the time when he invited Matthew the tax collector to follow him. And in looking at this moment in this gospel story, we can discover a lot about what invitations from Jesus really mean to us. And what it means to us now to follow him today. It may be that some of you listening to this have never actually responded to the invitation of Jesus to follow him in your lives, have never come to that point of completely turning away from what is wrong, of trusting in his forgiveness, of receiving his gift of new life. And as I talk about this invitation, you may find that God is speaking to you today and that you need to put your trust in Jesus here and now, this morning. But many of you listening to this 
do already follow Jesus. You have accepted his invitation. You are trusting him today, and that's really great. But I do wonder whether any of us have fully grasped what it actually means to follow Jesus. There is so much more to this than you or I have ever known. So stay with me as we go a little bit deeper through this, looking at the lens, if you like, or through the lens of Matthew, the tax collector, as he was invited to follow Jesus. And when we look more closely at this story, one of the most remarkable things about it is experiencing God's acceptance. Experiencing God's acceptance. When Jesus says, follow me, it means that he comes exactly to where we are and accepts us for who we are and then invites us into a relationship with him so that we can live differently. And Matthew was able to accept the invitation to follow Jesus because Jesus had first come to where he was, which is sitting at the tax collector's booth. That's how the story starts. As Jesus went on from there, he saw a man named Matthew sitting at the tax collector's booth. Follow me, he told him. And Matthew got up and followed him. Further on in the story, Jesus went to Matthew's house to share a meal. And that is absolutely incredible because sharing a meal is a sign of intimacy, of complete acceptance. And that's exactly what Jesus wanted to do, to be present with and among those whom society would disregard because they were unacceptable. And we can assume that Matthew had many of his friends with him in that meal that Jesus shared. And instinctively, Matthew would have thought that he was not acceptable to God because his job put him alongside those who were despised and rejected, those who were marginalized and excluded. Tax collectors and sinners were bracketed together. The vocation of tax collector involved making money at the expense of other people, using exploitation and deception trying to get away with as much as possible and trying to gain as much as possible. But it was all done in, manner, in a manner which was really extremely inappropriate. And it was entirely at the expense of other people, often those who could least afford. So everything within Matthew would have made him feel totally unacceptable to God we can presume that he knew something about God's ways and something about Jesus because this was in Capernaum and word would have spread fast about the other things that happened in Capernaum. And Matthew's expectation would have been undoubtedly that as Jesus came along the road, he would have done a first century version of social distancing. And he would have moved away from the tax booth. He would have passed at least two meters away, if not further away, because Matthew was unacceptable to God. But no, that's not what happened. Jesus came to where Matthew was. He came to his house. He came to share a meal with his tax collector friends. And most important of all, he invited Matthew to come and to follow him. 
I wonder today, do you need to experience God's acceptance? Do you need to know that he really loves you right where you are and as you are? In this moment, as you listen to this service, God loves you now. And Jesus wants to come to you right where you are. You don't have to pretend that you're something different. You don't have to hide anything. You don't have to put on some kind of religious mask to cover over the truth. You don't have to do something different before God comes to you. God loves you just as you are. He comes to you where you are here and now. And real change only begins when you and I truly experience God's acceptance. This is so important as we begin to journey in responding to the invitation of Jesus. But for Matthew, there was more than that, as well as experiencing God's acceptance. He started on a journey that was living God's way. Because Jesus didn't leave Matthew at his tax collector's booth. He didn't walk away from his house after the meal. He actually took Matthew with him. Jesus walked into Matthew's world and invited Matthew to step into Jesus' world. Now, that world of Jesus is very, very different. The earlier chapters of Matthew's gospel, and indeed the whole message of each of the gospels, is that there is a different way of living. It may seem like an upside-down world, but actually the kingdom of God is the right way up. Earlier in the same gospel, we read the passage often known as the Beatitudes. And there we find that God's blessing comes to those who are poor in spirit. God's comfort comes to those who mourn. God's fullness comes to those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. And a beautiful vision of God comes to those who are pure in heart. And it is in these and other ways that we find the true blessings of God when we're living God's way. Just at the moment, I think a lot of people are asking quite deep questions about life. How can I live well in lockdown? How can I juggle all my different responsibilities? And especially, where is God in all of this and where is hope in all of this? And Jesus wants to come exactly to where we are and then to draw us to him and to say, now is the time for you to really follow me in one sense we're still living the same life in the same place with the same people but how we live it is totally transformed when we're following Jesus life has meaning and purpose with the hallmarks of love and grace humility and integrity but also focusing on justice and truth in a world where so much is wrong Jesus took Matthew with him along a road which embraced challenge and pain. But also whether that where the disciples together witnessed the miraculous deeds which Jesus performed and the amazing stories of those whose lives were totally changed. 
And Jesus wants to take you and me along the road of discipleship today. Living in the presence of God and living out God's ways. He wants you to trust him as you turn away from what you know to be wrong. He wants to forgive you, to redirect you, to fill your life with his joy and peace and hope. Following Jesus is such an exciting adventure. And Jesus comes to us right where we are today. And he draws us to follow him now. But there is something else which is so important in this story about following Jesus. And it may not be immediately obvious. But without this, we would not have the story of Matthew the tax collector or anything else in our New Testaments. Because we can rightly assume that the Matthew whose story is told here is the Matthew who had a hand in writing this gospel, which is named after him. Indeed, it may be entirely his work, or it may be that he wrote some of the account, giving it the shape that we have now, and others completed the work using material from other gospels. But why did all this happen? Why the writing down of the story of Jesus, the recording of these moments that happened such a long ago, such a long while ago? Quite simply, because Jesus rose from the dead and Matthew experienced the call of Jesus from the tax collector's booth in Capernaum, but then later he experienced the resurrection of Jesus in Jerusalem and the power of the Holy Spirit coming upon him at Pentecost. And knowing that the message of Jesus was for all generations, he made sure that there was a clear account written down of the life and teaching of Jesus. The journey of following Jesus for Matthew did not end when Jesus called him and when he started to walk away from his tax, collector, tax collector's booth. That journey continued and it became more and more exciting as it went on. Yes, Matthew and the other disciples witnessed painful moments as Jesus was journeying towards Jerusalem as he was handed over to the chief priests and scribes, as he was put on trial, as he was uh, led to be crucified, as he was nailed to that cross. These were horrifying times. But then they met with Jesus as he rose from the dead. They walked with him. They saw him. And they witnessed the wonderful, dramatic pouring out of the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost. And then Matthew took up his pen and wrote some of this down. And he did that because he knew the strength and the power of God's Holy Spirit. He had connected with God's power. And human life is not designed for us to run on our own resources. We need power beyond ourselves in order to live differently. And that is available to us here and now as well. I wonder, some of us are trying to follow Jesus, but it's all got a bit slow and a bit dull. And that's not what Jesus intends. His desire is that we should be so full of his power that it overflows into a most wonderful adventure. And Jesus is here today. Through his Holy Spirit, he comes to your home. He comes to your armchair, wherever you are. He wants to strengthen you with his power and for you to connect with God's power 
as you follow Jesus today. And that's what this series of invitations of Jesus is all about. All that I can do in these moments is to speak in a way that points you to Jesus. He is the one who has the power to change your life. This is not about the words which I or anyone else might speak. This is about the presence of Jesus showing you the Father's love and filling you with the Holy Spirit. There's a story told of Dallas Willard, who was an American philosopher, a widely respected Christian teacher in spiritual formation and author. Uh, many of you, I'm sure, will have come across his writings. And he remained fully active in his teaching and writing until sadly he died in 2013. On one occasion, a young PhD student came to Dallas and said, you are a smart man. Why do you follow Jesus? Now, philosophers often answer questions by asking questions. So Dallas responded quite simply, tell me, young man, who else do you have in mind? Who else can you follow? When Jesus opens up such a wonderful life to you. Today, Jesus brings you an invitation to follow him. And a summary of that invitation is going to come up on the screen now as I continue to talk. The invitation reads... Jesus invites you to follow him today, to experience God's acceptance, to live God's way, to connect with God's power. RSVP. And a version of that, if you are receiving the church's emails, will also come to your inbox in the next hour or so. Just to reinforce what we have been thinking about and what I've been saying. Because you are invited. Jesus invites you to follow him today, to experience God's acceptance, whoever you are, wherever you are right now, to live in God's way, to journey in that way that brings blessing to others because you're living a life that is pleasing to God, but most of all to connect with God's power so that you don't do it on your own, but he is right there with you. But this invitation has an RSVP. What are you going to do about it? When invitations come through the door, you make a response. This is God's invitation to you today. It needs a response. I'm going to lead us in some prayers. I'm going to lead us in a prayer first of all. For any of you today who are in this place where you've not yet responded to giving your life to Jesus. And you would like to do that now. And then I'm going to lead us in a prayer that helps us all to receive this invitation in a new and fresh way today. And to be those who continue to follow in God's way. And so let us pray. And as I pray this prayer, I'll just pause between each phrase so that you can reflect on it. Father God, thank you that you accept me for who I am. Thank you this morning that you love me dearly. 
Thank you that all I have and all I am is known to you. I'm sorry for the wrong things that I have done. For every way in which my life has not been pleasing to you. Please forgive me today. Lord Jesus, thank you that you died for me. And thank you that you bring your forgiveness and your power to my life. Help me to live God's way today and always. Amen. And Father, as we continue in prayer, we just want to open ourselves completely to you this morning and to the power of your spirit that the adventure of faith and the journey of life in which we continue to follow Jesus may not be a struggle for any of us in any way because you are here and you pour out your Holy Spirit. Fill us, Lord, that we might be overflowing with rivers of life-giving water that not only refresh our own parched lives, but bring blessing to many other people. We hear and receive your invitation today. Lord Jesus Christ, we come and we follow you now. Amen.